Let's take a look at Luke chapter 2. For those of us that live north of the equator, the longest night of the year is today, December the 21st. But every little boy and girl knows that this really isn't the longest night of the year. It's December the 24th, because they know what's going to happen on the 25th. All those presents, right? And you can't wait for Christmas. I don't know what it was like at your house, but there are five kids in our house. And we love to get up very, very early. At least the kids did, not so much mom and dad. On Christmas morning, wake mom and dad up, because we wanted to open those gifts. You know what I'm talking about? Was it like that at your house? I mean, I'm talking 4.30 in the morning. And we, I remember running down from my bedroom into my, through the hallway to my mom and dad's bedroom, jumping on the bed saying, is it Christmas time yet? Is it Christmas time yet? No, Bruce, go back to bed. But I couldn't sleep. And every half hour I'd run in and ask, is it Christmas time? No, go back. Long about 5.30, 6 o'clock, mom and dad would get up, put a pot of coffee on and we would open our gifts and by seven in the morning I was out ringing doorbells in the neighborhood because I wanted to share with my friends all the toys that I got for Christmas and I'd ring Bobby Williams's doorbell no one came Robert Arias's door doorbell nobody came got to the Denham house Steve Denham's house ding 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 finally the mother cracks the door open just a little bit and you can tell she's sort of disheveled kind of glossed over, you know, not quite yet awake. And I said, hey, can Steve come out and play? I want to show him my new toys I got for Christmas. And I remember what she said to me. She said, Bruce, do you know what time it is? (laughs) Yeah, it's Christmas time. And she slams the door. (laughs) Well, folks, you know what time it is? It's Christmas time. What time is Christmas? Did you know that God specifically chose the time of his son's birth? It says in Galatians 4 and verse 4. Look at this verse on the screen. When the right time came, the time that God decided on, he sent his son. What does it mean, when the right time came? Well, you know, there was one time in history when everyone spoke a common language. You know what it was? Greek. When Alexander the Great conquered the world, one of the edicts that he gave was that everyone not only had to learn their national language, but they had to learn the Greek language, Koine Greek. Guess what this Bible was written in? What language? Koine Greek. When the right time came, when everyone spoke the common language. Number two, you know what the Romans were famous for? Building roads. Remember that saying, all roads lead where? To Rome. So if you're going to get the gospel message out, you've got to have roads to travel on. And we had many, many roads to get the gospel message out. But number three, have you heard of the Pax Romana? Roman peace. This was a period of time in history when Jesus was born where we had experienced 206 years of peace on earth. That had never happened before. 
Do you see now when the scripture says, when the right time came, those three things were perfectly in place. God sent his son. What time is Christmas? The answer can be found in the four statements of those angels to the shepherds. Christmas, first of all, is a time to release my fears. A lot of people are afraid today. It's a scary world in which we live, and yet God wants us to release our fears. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 10, you remember what he said to the angel? Or the angel said to the shepherds, and an angel appeared to the shepherds, and they were what? Terrified. You know, you would be too. If an angel appeared to you right now, you would be terrified. But the angel said, what do you want to hear when an angel appears before you? Don't be afraid. God doesn't want you to be afraid of him. God doesn't want you to be afraid of his messengers. Can you imagine how Mary must have felt when the angel appeared to her and says, Mary, God has a purpose for your life, wants to use you to bring his son into the world. She had to make a choice, didn't she? There's a fear factor here because... She's never been pregnant before. And God wants to use her. And she inquires about that. And he says, don't worry, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And it will be an immaculate conception. But now she's got some explaining to do, right? Can you imagine her trying to explain to her parents that she's now pregnant? And she's betrothed. It's a little bit like her engagement, but a little more formal, to a man named Joseph. Can you imagine the fear factor of her trying to explain to Joseph that she's pregnant? Think about this. Joseph, I am with child. How can this be? Whose child is it? Well, it's it's God's. Joseph knows of only one way that women get pregnant, and he had never been with her in that way. Can you imagine what's going through his mind? And God had to actually send Joseph to Joseph a vision, saying, what what Mary is saying is true. And then Joseph finally understands, and he was preparing to divorce her, but went ahead with the marriage because he now understands God's bigger picture and God's bigger plan. But then, what's the community going to think? We all have fears that we need to overcome. The angel says to you this morning, don't Be afraid. What are you afraid of today? The economy? I know that can look pretty scary. Health issues? David prayed about one this morning. Bills? Maybe your kids wondering how they're going to turn out and where they're going to be in 10 years, 20 years. Where they're going to be when when you're old and, and, and retired. Give those fears to God because the Christmas God doesn't want you to be afraid. Fear not. You know, a lot of people are afraid of God. If you don't believe me, the next time you're in a social gathering of unbelievers, bring up the subject of God and watch how tense the room gets. It's just sort of that way, and things are getting more and more that way. And yet, we need to bring down those barriers and help everyone to understand we don't have to be afraid of this God because this God loves us more than he loves his own comfort. And he came to earth to die for us. You don't need to be afraid of God. Number two, Christmas time is a time to renew my faith. Remember what the angel said? 
He said, I bring you the most joyful news. We call it good news. Good news was meant to be announced. Good news was meant to be proclaimed. Good news is meant to be shared with others. And they come bearing good, joyful news. And who's it for? It's for everyone, the text says. Everyone. Rich, poor, young, old. It doesn't matter how far from God you've been. It doesn't matter your nationality. It is for everyone. Christmas. I guess you could say is one of those good news, bad news things. Because I don't think you can really appreciate how good the good news is until you really understand how bad the bad news is. And the bad news is pretty bad. Here it is. There is none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. Now that's bad news. There's just nothing good about that. Well, where's the good news, Bruce? Well, if the bad news is we're all sinners and we deserve hell, the good news is, but God still loves us. And the free gift of God is eternal life. And it's found through Jesus Christ. It started in eternity, the Logos, the word that David talked about in John's chapter 1 and then 114. But then it came to earth in a manger. It died on a cross went to a tomb, and then went back to heaven, sent the Holy Spirit, and now the Savior's coming back for His church one day. That's all good stuff. Salvation is for everyone, but it's not automatic. You've got to receive the gift. You've got to receive the Savior. God knows everything there is to know about you, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and He still loves you. Isn't that wonderful? He just wants you to know Him as much as He knows you. He wants you to have a relationship with Him just like He wants to have a relationship with you. Third thing it is, Christmas time is a time to receive forgiveness. It's a time to receive forgiveness. The angel says in verse 11, Today in the town of David. When is the day of salvation, folks? It's today. If you don't know the Lord, today's your day. Today, in the town of Whittier, is your day. As it was back then to those shepherds. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born. And He's born to you. See that word you on your outline? Would you just circle it and then above that, would you write your name? Make it personal. This is for you. Yeah, it's for the world, but folks, it's for you. If you don't know Him... It's a personal thing. I want you to see this as belonging to you. Now, who's the Savior? Who's this good news? He is Christ the Lord. See, our greatest need is not money. I think we think it is, but it's not. And your greatest need is not even really your health, ultimately. Your greatest need is not for pleasure. It's for forgiveness if you don't know the Savior. If you don't know the Savior, your biggest problem is your sin problem, not your financial problem. Now, once your sin problem's dealt with, everything else is small potatoes and God will help you with that. He'll give you some principles to get out of debt. He, the Bible's full of good stuff. But let's take care of the biggest thing first, getting rid of that sin issue, because that's our greatest need. 
Why do you need a Savior? Well, because heaven's a perfect place and only perfect people get to go there. And we've already read that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, so none of us really qualify. I mean, I don't know of anybody. I guess if you really want to boil it down to that, there's two ways to heaven. There's plan A and there's plan B. Plan A goes something like this. From the day you're born to the day that you die, don't you commit even one sin. Don't think even one thought that's evil. Don't say one bad word. Never use the Lord's name in vain. Always honor your father and your mother. From cradle to grave, live a perfect life. Anybody qualify? Well, that's plan A. All right? We know we don't qualify for that. Thank God for plan B. What's plan B? We get in on somebody else's ticket. Jesus Christ. Because there's only one baby that's ever gone from cradle to grave without sin. His name was Jesus, born on Christmas Day. He is our Savior. We get in on His sacrifice. It kind of reminds me, I like to share this story. Some of you have heard it before. It's about the, 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 the little boy's birthday was coming up, and his dad came to him and said, Hey, son, what do you want for your birthday this year? And he says, You know, the carnival's coming to town in a couple of weeks. What I would like to do is I would like to invite all of my friends to the carnival. And Dad, I want you to buy a big roll of tickets. And I want all of my friends to ride for free. And the dad says, great, that's what we'll do. And so his birthday came. They went to the carnival. The dad bought a big roll of tickets. And all of his friends, I think he had about 10 friends with him that day. And they lined up going from ride to ride to ride. And at each ride, the father would give one of his son's friends a ticket. And he noticed as he got to about the third or fourth ride, there was a new boy in line. And he went to hand him a ticket and said, well, who are you? He says, well, I just met your son. And your son told me that, that if I would be his friend, that my father would give him a ticket. <laughs> and I became his friend. And the father says, any friend of my son is a friend of mine. He gave him a ticket. Do you see the analogy here, folks? Jesus Christ, the son, has a father. And if we become friends with the Son, we get in on the Son's ticket. Freedom is found in the Savior. He is Christ the Lord. Jesus is our Savior. Well, how, how, how do I get in on His ticket? Well, first of all, I've got to admit that I need a Savior. You know, you can't save yourself. You know what? Even lifeguards will tell you. Have you ever been to Huntington Beach or one of the, you know, one of the we have beaches all around us? and seen a lifeguard jump off the tower and run out there and save somebody. We've all seen that. We've been here in Southern California for any length of time. But you know what lifeguards will tell you? That if you're out there and you're still trying to save yourself, they just leave you alone. It's not until you relax and give up that then they, because they'll take, take you both down, right? But once you give up, the lifeguard just grabs you and just swims you into shore. It's real easy. But you know what a lot of people try to do? They try to save themselves. They don't turn to the Savior. They're trying to save themselves through their own good works and deeds and whatever. It doesn't work like that. You get in on the Savior's ticket by admitting your need for a Savior. That's where it begins. John 3, 16 and 17 puts it like this. This is Jesus' own words. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have what kind of life? 
eternal life. That's what I'm looking for. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to what? Save it. That's what we're here for. You admit you need a Savior, and the Savior says, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm, not, I'm here to rescue you. Who needs saving this morning? Number four. What time is Christmas? It's time to release my fears, renew my faith, receive forgiveness, and then rebuild relationships. Rebuild relationships. The angel says in verse 14, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, what? Peace. Oh, man, we need peace on earth, don't we, today? Goodwill toward men. God wants you to not only have peace with Him, but He wants you to have peace with other people. The uh, Sunday school teacher was trying to share with her group of fifth graders the importance of keeping the Ten Commandments. And she was trying to share with them the Fifth Commandment, honor your father and your mother. And then she said, can you think of any commandments that maybe deal with how we're to treat our brothers and sisters? And one quick-thinking little boy without hesitation said, said, yes, the Sixth Commandment, thou shalt not kill. (laughs) Because little brothers and sisters sometimes want to just go at it and kill each other, right? Well, you know what's true of little kids is often true of adults. We don't always get along, do we? There's not always peace on earth and goodwill toward men, even as we grow up. Kind of like the story of Brother Smith and Brother Jones. They didn't get along all that well. Brother Jones woke up one day, was reading the newspaper, and happened to come across his name in the obituary column. It said he had died. And he got on the phone and started calling everyone in the town but couldn't reach anyone. And so he decides, well, I'll call the church. Don't particularly like Brother Smith, but I'll go ahead and call him and see if he's read the paper. And he calls Brother Smith. And he says, Brother Smith, did you see the newspaper this morning? It says I died. And Brother Smith says, yes, I read it, sort of with glee. And then he says, where are you calling from? We don't always get along, do we? But God wants us to have peace on earth. God wants us to have goodwill toward men. And we need to ask ourselves the question, is there peace in my life? Is there harmony in my life? Christmas in some families doesn't really promote peace and harmony, unfortunately. Because at Christmas time, perhaps you see relatives that you haven't seen all year and You may see relatives and people you don't particularly like. You might have certain jealousies in your family, maybe certain grudges and resentments that have been going on for a long, long time. Maybe some misunderstandings. Let this Christmas season be a time of bringing peace to your family and letting go of the past. Who do you need to reach out to this Christmas? Who do you need to offer forgiveness to? Or maybe, who do you need to ask forgiveness of? What's the key to happy relationships? It's getting to know Jesus. 1 John 1, and verse 3. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard about Jesus. What did you see and hear about, John? So that you may have joy and fellowship with us, and with the Father, and with the Son, Jesus Christ, This would make your joy complete. The apostles are saying, look, 
After the resurrection, we saw Jesus with our eyes. We heard him with our ears. We touched him with our hands. It really happened. If you have fellowship and believe like the apostles, you'll have fellowship with the Father and with the Son. Our joy be complete. Heaven's joy will be complete, and so will yours. But you must believe the message. You must reach out to this Christmas God and say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. You're not here by accident this morning. The Christmas God brought you here today to say, I love you. Don't waste this Christmas. It's time to release your fears. It's time to renew your faith. It's time to receive forgiveness. And it's time to rebuild relationships. Hosea 10 verse 12, and we'll close with this. It's time for you to turn to me. Let those words sink in here for a moment. Because before I got up here, I prayed for somebody that doesn't know the Savior. I don't even know who it is. I just said, Lord, there's going to be people here this morning. Maybe they haven't been here for a whole year. Maybe it was last Christmas that they came. Holy Spirit, open their hearts to what they hear from your word today. It's time for you to turn to me. What time is Christmas? It's time for you to turn to me. Don't resist that call of the Holy Spirit. Today is the day of salvation. It's time for you to turn to me, your Lord, and I will come and pour out blessing upon you. That's what God wants to do in your life. The biggest blessing you'll ever receive is salvation. And it's yours in an instant. The fastest thing in the universe, they tell us, is the speed of light. 186,000 miles per second. If you don't believe me, you try opening your refrigerator door before the light comes on. There's only one thing faster than the speed of light. You know what it is? When you cry out to God, Lord, save me. Boom! It's done in an instant. Faster than the speed of light. The Christmas God hears that prayer. The Christmas God answers that prayer. And that's what He wants for you this Christmas. How do I get that? The Bible says, For by grace have you been saved through what? Faith. Faith in the Christmas God. You've got to believe. You believe and you receive. John 1 verse 12 says, You receive through faith and repentance and baptism. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this time of year. Thank you for, for Christmas. Thank you that you cared enough to send the very best, your Son. Would you help us to, this very Christmas, to release our fears to you, to renew our faith in you, and receive forgiveness of our sins. And then, Father, once we receive it, we don't want to keep it all to ourselves. Good news was meant to be shared 
Help us to share it with others. Now, we may need to rebuild some relationships first and patch some relationships, Father, and so would you help us to do that as well? If you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life today, you might want to say something like this. You don't have to say it out loud. God can hear your thoughts. But in your own mind, in your own way, you might want to say, Jesus Christ, I'm ready to make you the Lord of my life. I I don't want to put you off another Christmas. I believe you love me, you died for me, and that you're going to live for me, and one day I'll live with you if I put my trust in you, and I put my faith in you completely to get me into heaven. My, my life is in your hands. I repent of my sins, and I ask you to be my Savior, and I stand ready to put you on in baptism. One has already told us this morning he wants to put Jesus on in baptism. You might want to join him this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and let's sing to the Lord.